Hello, everyone. Uh, hello. It's us, your boys. <laughs> uh, welcome to Dungeons and Creeps. Dungeons or welcome back to Dungeons and Creeps. Or welcome. Or welcome, if, if, if you're you knew. If you knew. Uh, Only if you're new. This is a podcast where I explain horrible creepypasta characters to Brody, and, and he that. tries to turn them into a playable D&D character, yep. which nobody should ever play. I mean, we've come up with some decent ones. Like? All right, you got me. <laughs> Tolerable ones, I should say. All right, like? All right, you got me. <laughs> okay, well... Brody wanted to do a good creepypasta, and like anyone who complains about how hard it is to create characters out of the pastas I choose, he uh, chose the first good pasta I said, which was yes. Candle Cove. Hold on. What's I'm going to change my chair. It's squeaky. Okay. I have a new chair. New chair, new me. Hopefully this one's not squeaky. It's going to be. Fuck. And nothing you lose. Ha! Hallelujah. It doesn't squeak. Alright. So, Candle Cove is what people in the creepy people in the creepypasta community call a lost episode creepypasta. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. What do you mean by that? What... Well, a lost episode creepypasta is either a scary TV show or an off-putting TV show that people remember as children or pretend to for the sake of the pasta, or a an unnerving, creepy, gory, scary-ish episode that is that most of the time has only been aired once or had never been aired but someone found it on an old dvd or Do something those actually exist though in the real world no or is it just like a creepy oh, an it's a creepypasta thing oh. that um that like you know the sometimes they're haunted sometimes mm -hmm. they're not you know all that fun stuff but the usually the reader comes across this and says and then i had to write it down into a pasta so i could tell you how horrible it was and most of them are shit a few of them however are not Candle Cove as one of those lost episode yeah. creepypastas uh -huh. that is not utter shit. It is actually pretty good. Now, this is probably the only time I'm going to say this because I usually don't care about spoiling things that are bad. However, if you have not read Candle Cove and want to read Candle Cove, or even if you don't want to read Candle Cove because it's a short pasta and everyone should read it, uh-huh. Pause the podcast and go read Candle Cove now because I'm going to be spoiling some things and it is too good to waste, to be honest. So, hey, welcome that, back, guys. Welcome back. If you've read Candle Cove, you're good to go. So, wait, wait, hold on. Pause it again. Okay. I'll play. Okay. Um, welcome back. Where there's one guy late. Yeah, one one late guy uh, had to go read the pasta. Yeah. So, but hey, um, it's all right. We love all of our viewers. That's not true. Shut up. Uh, Candle Cove is a kids' TV show that was 
on, I believe they said in 72. Did it actually exist? Or is it did not actually exist. Okay. But the pasta makes it very believable. Gotcha. It's written in the form of a um, forum online that people are commenting on. And someone says, someone by the username of Skyshale says, hey, I don't know if I dreamed this up, but I'm remembering this, tri- this show from when I was a child. And the show was called Candle Cove. People start commenting like, oh, yes, I remember that show. And they slowly start adding on more and more details. For example, the main character is Janice, a little girl who pretends that she is friends with pirates. Well, that sounds adorable. Her friends are Pirate Percy and the ship called the Laughing Stock, which does have a character and a voice. And the villains of this story are Horace Horrible and the Skin Taker. Time out. (laughs) Now, once they mention the Skin Taker, things start getting a little weird. After the Skin Taker is mentioned, the pasta takes a a dive into creepiness. And one person says... That show terrified me. I remember having a dream where Janice is is standing in the middle of all these characters and they're all screaming and she's crying. And that's the entire episode. I'm sure you can guess where this is going. No. Well, a bunch of people comment underneath that saying that they remember the exact same thing and they believe that it is a real episode of Candle Cove. Okay. Alright. Oh, a little bit more about the skin taker, because this is also a creepy part. His uniform, like he has a cape and a top hat, is made out of what looks like stitched together skin. And supposedly he had taken those skin, that skin from the uh, from children that he's killed isn't this a kid show yep supposed to be yep is this like part of the creepypasta-esque like oh the i remember spongebob it had spongebob patrick malik the destroyer (laughs) well no it was supposed to be the villain of the show that's a not a good show then no skin taker no even people were like why did our parents let us watch this yeah okay so at one point the skin taker his mouth doesn't move up and down it moves side to side when he's speaking like he's grinding his teeth mm-hmm. and janice asks him well why do yours does your mouth move like that and he said to grind your skin so great kids show one ten out of ten show your children they would love it yes <laughs> especially the screaming episode now after all of that is explained the final comment on this thread says i was just visiting my mother the other day I asked her about Candle Cove, mm-hmm. and she said, you had the biggest imagination. You would sit in front of a static channel for 30 minutes, imagining that there were pirates on the screen. You loved your little pirate show. And that is how the creepypasta ends. Well, that is good. That is really good. That is good? Yeah, I like that yeah. story. Yeah, it's very, like... It's a very, like, almost like, I don't want to say creepypasta, but I want to say it's a very classic kind of scary story. Yeah. Where it's like, 
they introduce the theme. It's like the rule of three, which yeah. can be used for horse trees. You introduce a theme, you play with it a little bit, and then at the third step, you make everything flip on its head. There yeah. could be a fourth step by, you know, kind of finishing it up. But honestly, I feel like the great, like, cliffhanger of, like, hey, yeah. doesn't exist. Right. Um, wow, that is really hard. Um, so for my uh, a D&D translation of this, I was thinking maybe a, um, this is, this is probably going to be a shorter video because mm-hmm. the story is shorter. Oh, no, it won't be, but go. Why? Is there more to it? No, just continue. I have a surprise if this isn't as long as our usual videos. So my idea for this <laughs> is m- maybe like a in- cursed storybook, okay. I guess. I don't know, though, because it didn't exi- ex- show any, like, creepiness to it. Like, well, it w- okay, it started out like like people are just like, oh, yeah, this is the weird kids show that was vaguely creepy. And then they added the skin taker where they're like, okay, that was really weird. And then the ending. Yeah. So, like you said, your three-point system. So, it's a creepypasta without, like, the blood, the gore, the haunting, the ghosts, the usual stuff that's in creepypastas. Yeah, I guess. On this note, book. Okay. Book. Cursed book. Cursed book. Where magically appears for children, right? Okay. Yeah. And tells a story of a good witch. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, book was cursed by a witch. It's so children become gullible to go in to visit witches where they get stitches. Okay, so this pertains to Candle Cove. How? That that is that is the like as Candle Cove was the TV show, mm-hmm. a form of media, if you will. So as Candle Cove was sucking children in and sort of Candle Cove, I'm taking liberties here. You yeah, know what I mean, I can tell because the really Candle Cove didn't have any like. <gasps> It was a monster. Yeah. It was more of like <gasps> it didn't actually exist. Yeah. So Ooh. so the way Candle Cove interacts with children is similar how to how the book interacts with children. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Like, wow, this is a nice book. Honey, the pages are blank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how far are we in, Brody? We are eleven minutes. Good. What is the twist? Alright, so the twist of this episode is we're not just covering one pasta. We're covering two. Brody wanted to go do a good pasta, and I'm not going to let him get away with that. So we're going to go to another lost episode creepy pasta. Got pranked. Which it's, is. It's, I fucking talked about it, didn't I? No, you didn't. Oh, I didn't? No. It is uh, infamous in the. Uh, oh, shoot. It is infamous in the creepy pasta world. Mm hmm. And it is known as Squidward's yeah, I did Suicide. Talk about this. You did? Yeah, I said like last episode like SpongeBob. Yeah. But you didn't mention oh, Squ- Squidward's Suicide. I know this one. You do? No. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I just know it's really creepy. Alright. So Squidward's Suicide is a horribly written pasta about an episode of SpongeBob that wasn't even released but was shown to the creators of SpongeBob. That to basically be like, yo, uh, this is the episode. Look over it and see if it's okay. And it's an episode where Squidward goes to a clarinet concert and performs. And it does so horribly 
that he kills himself. And spliced throughout the video are pictures of murdered children. Is, is that it? Yeah. Okay, so like, how would I turn this into... Well, that's your, your expertise, Brody. Alright. This is your punishment. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this isn't even like a character. The Lost Episode ones are hard, you know what I mean? Cause it's yeah, well, you wanted to do a Lost Episode one. And we did. But well, you know what? Ain't nothing stopping me. So, this is going to be a story in the D&D universe. Uh-huh. About a bard who performed, uh-huh. but did so awful, he killed himself. Okay. And they came back as a revenant. Okay. And started killing children. All right. Because they were the ones who booed him. Okay. Well, okay. So, this bard... <laughs> Another spoiler. <laughs> we did... We're doing... Three of them. We're switching the tables. All right. Well, okay. Consider okay. this bard was a D&D character. Huh? What if this bard was a D&D character? Uh, How would you make it playable? Well, before or after suicide? Um, well, after, obviously. The suicide is its um, background. Okay. Uh, Revenant, hands down. Yep. Vengeful spirit. Vengeful person. Because mm-hmm. he got booed and was all like, no, you know what? I play great. Revenant Bard sounds badass now that I'm thinking that, about it. That's like, true. I'm going to doot on my flute because... <laughs> it's just doot doot. A Revenant Bard is just doot doot. Doot doot in the name of revenge. 2K18. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, continue. But no, yeah, he'd be a Revenant Bard, which is bad. Because just imagine him, like a zombie coming up and be like, "You will now lie in your grave," and pulls out a clarinet and just goes. That's awesome. That'd be yeah no, um, stats mm-hmm. if we're basing it on Squidward, mm-hmm. none. <laughs> Dex garbage, strength garbage, constitution garbage, charisma high, but not in the way you think. <laughs> Intelligence, low. Wisdom, low. <laughs> Just everything's garbage. Yeah. And, um, what bard background? A College of Whispers. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we have a revenant bard mm-hmm. um, whose stats are all shitty. Like, they failed on their rolls. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> they them, rolled three. They rolled, like, all tens and nines. Nice. And, um... And he's uh, from the College of Whispers. What is the College of Whispers, for those who don't know? Look it up, for those who don't know. It's a college all about espionage and assassination. You can expend a bardic inspiration to basically smite them with psychic damage, mm-hmm. which is dope, um, especially if you stack it with the already ability to smite people. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, you can also spend a minute talking to someone and they have to make a spell like a DC against you or else they'll become intimidated. Like you slew such like crazy words like, oh yeah, by the way, blah, 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 blah. If you come at me or my friends again, I'll slit your throat. I'll slit your mother's throat. I'll slit your cat's throat. Don't have a cat. I'll get you a cat, slit his throat. <laughs> and then they roll a DC or they're frightened for you for I believe 24 hours or something. Oh. Like they straight up, like just... No thanks. 
Yeah, and when you're frightened of someone, you spend your like m- your whole turn. If you're within certain m- number of feet of them, you spend your move action moving away from them. All right. Um, so this would be a bard focused on murdering children, though. You did say slew throughout of it. There was yeah, like sliced throughout the video. There was pictures of murdered children. Yes. There you go. Okay. Well, let's say he was performing at a kids' show, right? Uh-huh. And even kids didn't like his simplistic music. So he just lost his shit and was like, "Those snotty brats don't." So know. he just went crazy. Um, what's background? Background. Yeah. Um, dead. Is <laughs> that a background? I'm um, pretty. Ravencloth or Raven. Ravencloth. Squidward's a Ravenclaw. No, there's a, there's a um. I'm sitting uncomfortably on my chair. There's a D&D, um, sorry, Curse of Strahd, something. Mm-hmm. Raven, I can't remember, but it has a background that I believe is, like, undead or cursed one. Okay. Ten out of ten. So... Wrong, though. All right, well, if you ever wanted to play a Squidward Suicide as a character, there's that. Um, if you ever wanted to use Cattle Cove as an inspiration for an enchanted item, there's that as well. So we gave you a double dipper today. Dippity do. How long is the episode? Huh? 18. We're 18 good. minutes. All yeah, right. So we did pretty well. Yeah. Um, next week, uh, I haven't thought of what we're going to do next week. What vein? Jeff the Killer. <laughs> no. I actually just heard the Jeff the Killer story for the first time. Really? It's really stupid. It is. Um, so, so, Brody, mm. if you were to choose like a category or a certain vein of creepypasta that you would want to turn into a D&D item or a character or location which would you choose what vein what do you mean by vein sort of like what describe like remember last time you said oh, i would wait. like a more paranormal character yeah or, yeah i think we should bring we did like three or two like physical based characters in a row mm-hmm. so i feel like and then we did a uh, sonic.ex exe yeah so i feel like we should do another like and he wasn't very physical Mm-hmm. So you want to do more of a um, uh, supernatural esque rather than supernatural like, character? Oh, I'm a crazy murderer. Yeah. Okay. So, whereas Clockwork was just a crazy murderer, and um, Tiki Toby was someone influenced by supernatural means, you would like someone more like Sonic.exe who was purely supernatural. Yes. All right. Another horrible creepypasta next week. Oh. I'm thinking of. All of my um, uh, knowledge of horrible creepypastas, and there's one that's in the back of my head, but I can't think of it. I think it's like uh, sort of like in the clockwork vein of like handles really serious topics horribly. Gotcha. Okay. So I have to chime in one thing. Yeah. If you uh, comment the secret code slash password below, there was a secret code slash password said in the video there was yes there was i was unaware of this but okay you were not paying attention well fuck <laughs> uh comment down below what it is and we will shout out someone who did it okay uh, okay we don't have enough subscribers to be pulling this shit it's funny though okay All whatever right. bye bye guys bye